Country Life on Midlands 103. Brought to you by W. Orshaw Burlington Business Park Tillamore. Supplier of New Holland's tractors in the Midlands. Worshaw.ie. Uh, good evening and welcome to Country Life here on Midlands 103. It's MJ Cleary with you for the next hour, bringing you the latest from the Midlands and further afield from the worlds of food, farming and agribusiness. Many thanks for joining me this evening on Wednesday the 20th of December and it is our final show of 2023. And... Uh, Sometimes I run out of time towards the end of the hour, so I would like to say thank you all very much for listening over the course of the last year. What would I say? A quick year, 2023. Uh, not so much the quickest in the world. Uh, from a farming perspective, it was a tough year, tough year from a weather perspective. And a lot of areas of agriculture were hit quite badly over the course of the year. It wasn't a bad growing year. Uh, from a grass perspective but in relation to crops in the ground uh, very very challenging we had that little bit of dry weather back in uh, late May early June and it allowed for silage making but other than that it was touch and go the whole year and I think if we see a dry February coming again in any walk of life of uh, agriculture we will be running for the hills because really that was the problem Uh, spring came far 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 too dry too early obviously look it gave a good chance to graze at that time of the year but uh, never, ever, ever really kicked on from that. So I think closing the door in 2023 from a farmer perspective and uh, beckoning in the new year is what most people involved in agriculture will be doing. Um, We have a busy programme, as always, here over the course of the next hour. Darren Carty from the Irish Farmers Journal will chat about the payments that have been made from the various government schemes and what's left to be paid this week. So if you're wondering whether an acres payment or indeed an organic payment will hit your account before Friday, stay tuned and we will have information on this. I know some farmers wondering about SCEP as well, the Suckler Cow Efficiency Programme, are payments being made, have they been made? It's very hard to follow it the moment because uh, money comes in dribs and drabs different uh, amounts into your account and it's very hard to know where they are coming from and what exact scheme so Darren will shed a little bit of light on that Uh, we are going to be talking to Leishman Owen Lowry from Bank of Ireland he is the head of Agri and he's going to be talking about a new product to have a new loan it's called EnviroFlex and it is about an offering which is going to be given to farmers if they are deemed to be farming in a more environmentally friendly manner if they commit to some farming practices it's the way of it um, we're going to see more and more of this going forward and it's going to be interesting just to see what is on offer in relation to it and whether it will be rolled out countrywide in 2024 also it is the time of the year for the annual Tullamore Tractor run that's taking place next week PJ Lynham from the organising committee will pop into me later here in the studio for a chat about that it's been running years and years raises an awful lot of money for charity every year it's a really worthwhile cause Uh, now there has been a farming um, prize given on the advent calendar so um, our station here has been running a prize for the last 19 days there's been one given away so today is day 20 of the advent calendar and it is none other than a Mukal calving sensor, I should say. I was going to say center, sensor. This has been on offer all day. So if you've been listening to the station today, you will have heard about this. You may well have entered. Uh, you can only enter this through midlands103.com. Please don't text me or don't call in because you won't be put in for the prize. 
we will be calling out a winner towards the end of Country Life here. And uh, as you know, Call, it's a farmer-founded Irish company supplying the UK, Ireland and America with world-class innovations for the dairy and beef industry since 2014, undergoing nearly 10 years, Call, So products for farmers, by farmers. The Call calving sensor, as you know, sends you a text up to two hours before your cow starts calving. So it's patented technology that provides life-changing, accurate and real-time information to the farmer's fingertips see mucall.com and they have an RRP of in around 300 euros so it's well 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 worth entering as I said you have to enter through the website midlands103.com now I did not pick this question just in case you're saying what is this question and how has this got anything to do with a mucall this has been picked by one of the girls in the office and every day the advent calendar has had a Christmas based question so you might have to ask a younger member of the family in the house what is the name of Christoph's reindeer in Frozen I would not have a clue. Uh, But your options are Sven, Will, Roy and David. Well, maybe it's a little bit obvious when you hear the options. So what is the name of Christoph's reindeer in Frozen? It's Sven, Will, Roy or David. And if you want to enter, you enter over on midlands103.com and we will be calling out a winner here towards the end of the hour. It will be randomly selected. Uh, Now, just a couple of little things that have crossed over on my desk that I want to mention to you over the course of the next minute or two. So Christmas is just around the corner. What I always like at this time of the year is come across articles about how to save a little bit of time around Christmas and spend as much time at home as you can. And uh, I saw a very nice one on the Farmer's Journal yesterday and it was about trying to reduce your Christmas uh, workload and what you could do in order to uh, make sure you had a a little bit of time to yourself. Bulk uh, feeding of silage was one. So to feed silage in bulk, feed enough for a couple of days and I think that's always a good one on Christmas Eve. So you have to pop out Christmas morning but not to spend too long that you'll have the heavy lifting done. Another one is if you're bedding down lighter stock, uh, give them plenty of straw, give them extra straw maybe for uh, the 23rd, 24th and again save you that little bit of work for the couple of days around Christmas. Uh, Also ensuring that all your stocks are full so you don't have to go off during Christmas week then and trying to uh, pop into your uh, provider supplier for uh, meal or concentrate or ration or whatever the case may be. Uh, And an interesting one which I saw and it's one that's probably not taken advantage of on every farm is make use of the additional labour. So obviously there's lots of family members uh, back. There could be in-laws that aren't from a farming background that are only mad to get out for a little bit of fresh air. So many hands make light work. If there's family members there, make use of them uh, on the farm over the course of these few days. And the last one is postpone non-essential jobs. So jobs such as you know, tagging cows or dehorning or general cattle handling. Leave it off for a few days. Okay, There's lots of time to do it again coming towards the end of the uh, year and the start of the new year and give yourself a break over a few days. I was also looking at what you could do to relax uh, over the course of the Christmas period. So in relation to TV or movies or books. Uh, movies is one, I suppose, that's streaming the likes of all the streaming platforms have kind of taken the good out of the Christmas movie schedule. Years ago, it was a race to see what was on on Christmas Eve or on Christmas Day. And now streaming has kind of taken that away. You can pop on at any time of the year and you're going to get an up-to-date movie. Uh, one I did mention to you TV-wise over the course of this year is Yellowstone, starring Kevin Costner. I was talking about this earlier in the year. And uh, if you are involved in farming and interested in farming, this is the programme for you. It is exceptional. Really, really, really excellent. Told you about it before. Set in Montana in America on uh, what on the programme is the largest ranch in the USA 
and they're cattle farmers, but uh, it's old school. deals with everything, tuberculosis, uh, different animals attacking the crop, what they do, moving them onto new pastures, moving them onto new grass, all the uh, the things you deal with on a daily basis on your own farm, except of, of the scale. And obviously then, as a result of it being a TV show, there's always a little bit of extra uh, scandal, a little bit of extra entertainment involved with it. But it's a really, really good one. If you have a little bit of time over Christmas and you want to watch something, Yellowstone is the one. It's my uh, recommendation for 2023. There's also a prequel to it, possibly even two prequels they're both I think it's called 1887 the other one's called 1923 and uh, it's different times where they follow the family and who was in the family at that time Harrison Ford's in one and Helen Mirren and there's another one then which is set back in the, the old wild west very good I was look, also looking at books and I said to myself over Christmas you might get a chance to have a, a look at a book or read a uh, a book of some sort looking through it Pickens are f- slim enough this year looking at the autobiographies I, I like an autobiography and I usually might try and read one at Christmas the only time of the year I really do read uh, I see Ronnie O'Sullivan has one it's called Unbreakable a snooker legend very interesting one and I also just see uh, from a farmer perspective I hadn't uh, been aware of this but Jeremy Clarkson from Clarkson Farm on Amazon Prime has Diddly Squat it's called Till the Cows Come Home and it's a number one Sunday Times bestseller now you might want to give him any more money uh, he seems to be doing very well but uh, you might be interested in that as well uh, also, the Farmer's Journal ran a little post on what is the favourite Christmas song of farmers. And what would you think? Uh, 1,400 readers were surveyed. And no surprise that uh, the legend, which is Shane McGowan, uh, Lord Mercy on him this year, who passed away, he topped the poll with over 60% of the votes. Fairy Tale of New York has been voted as the Irish farmer's favourite Christmas song and uh, it would get my nod as well it would get uh, my number one followed by Chris Rea's Driving Home for Christmas uh, surprisingly Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You uh, is up there in the list as well as is uh, Wham's Last Christmas but I think Fairy Tale New York is streets and streets ahead of uh, the competition and uh, what a great send off Shane McGowan got uh, earlier in the year and uh, when you see Hollywood superstars like uh, Johnny Depp coming over to uh, speak at his funeral. It showed how revered he was uh, globally and Fairytale New York is number one. Now what I'm doing is I'm going to pop to a break and after that I am going to be speaking to Darren Carty from the Irish Farmers Journal. Darren's going to be telling us all about the different schemes, the payments that have been made and if you're waiting for a payment, will you get it this week? Stay tuned and we'll hear in just a moment. Country Life on Midlands 103. Brought to you by W. Orshaw Burlington Business Park Tillamore. Supplier of New Holland's tractors in the Midlands. Worshaw.ie. And you're very welcome back to Country Life here on Midlands 103. Now we are moving on to scheme payments and whether you've received certain ones or not. The man who has all the information is Darren Carty from the Irish Farmers Journal. Darren, many thanks for joining me this evening. Good evening, MJ. Uh, most people will think you're off for Christmas now, Darren, uh, because the journal is going to be landing on um, counters across um, shops across the country in the morning. However, you do actually go to print tomorrow week as well, Darren. A lot of people don't realise that, I would say, but uh, no rest for the wicked. No, no rest for the wicked, but uh, the the week has fallen fairly nice uh, this this year, MJ, and that we'll, we'll work next Wednesday. We'll have a good bit of stuff done, say, tomorrow and Friday, and then... Uh, back for the likes of sheep twins, beef twins, the news stories next Wednesday and get another journal out again. So it'll, uh, but it's not too bad overall the way the days have fallen. 
Yeah, and how, how do you find uh, sales on that uh, Christmas edition then, Darren? I suppose guys are at home, there may be a bit more time in their hands. It's probably a, a very big selling uh, edition of the paper. Yeah, what we find is that it's very good selling among farmers, but where we do see maybe a slight bit of uh, maybe drop-off is this uh, maybe two businesses or the likes of advisors, that type of thing, that they might switch off for a week or, or anyone in the industry. But generally, we get a bounced in from farmers as well that sort of balances that out. So it's uh, I, all in all, it does be a fairly good addition uh, sales-wise. Uh, now, Darren, people are uh, querying and questioning what has come into their account over the last couple of weeks. Look, if you're maybe a slightly younger farmer or if you're a bit more tech-savvy, it's fair enough. You want ag food and you log on to the financial area and you can see the amount coming in and where it's from. But maybe for farmers who aren't familiar with that or don't have ag food up and running or have it but can't work it, they see these amounts coming into their account. They're not really sure what it is or uh, for what scheme it is. So let's have a little rundown on what's uh, what's popping in this week. There is uh, a lot of these uh, schemes and payments being made over the course of the last few days, Darren. Yeah, so if we take the last week, say, Inja, there's been, I'd say, uh, several scheme payments. Uh, so a skip, there was 46.59 million paid to 15,300 farmers. There'd be about 17,600 farmers in skips, so about 2,200 left to pay. Uh, regular payrolls, will run across that and all the schemes say over the next few weeks Can, can I ask uh, can I ask Darren why are the 2,200 not paid out of 17.6 is there a little issue with their um, application or have they not maybe uh, adhered to all the requirements Yeah so if we take for example one of the things is the quality assurance so we know this they extend the quality assurance say deadline up to 22nd of January next year there would have been over a thousand farmers that have to get quality assured, uh, so that would be knocking back some of those. And then there would be other little things, say the four and five stars. Uh, there was a delay this year in genotyping that pushed back, uh, say the genotype results coming back. Uh, and the department brought in, I suppose, an allowance in this. People could uh, wait for the genotype results and this. Uh, to hit that four and five star target, so that would have taken another maybe seven, eight hundred out of the equation and delayed them. And then you'll always get, say, maybe some small little issues for maybe uh, queries and for the data or that type of thing. So, but they'd be the main ones there on the skip side. Okay, so skip, we're um, good, good chance if you're in skip, you're gonna be getting your money this week. Yep, the National Beef uh, Welfare Scheme money should be in the account. That should already be there. 14.2 million paid to 15,800 farmers. Uh, only about 600 farmers there, uh, say, left to be paid. Acres, that was the, in the last week, 76.5 million paid to 17,000 farmers. This is contentious enough, MJ. Uh, 10,000 farmers in the general interviews haven't received payment. We're not sure when they'll receive payment. And then 18,500 farmers in the cooperation entry route we're, we're told that they won't be paid until the earliest the 1st of February next next year so that's uh, I suppose there's a lot of farmers and a lot of frustration on acre side uh, just while we're on acres 9,200 applications into tranche 2 for 4,000 places so it's now clear that ranking and selection will be brought in uh, Minister McConnell said that there isn't any more space over them 4,000 places so we will have to wait and see what happens there uh, Tillage and Centre Scheme, 
uh, 7.3 million paid to 2,500 farmers. That was a scheme that paid 400 euros per hectare for land bought into tillage or 200 for land bought in the previous year and maintained. Another important tillage one, the store incorporation measure, there was 12.32 million paid to 2,700 farmers. Uh, that was uh, oversubscribed and the minister got 6 million more in funding to keep that payment to 250 euros per hectare for cereals chopped and 150 euros per hectare Variety seed rate uh, chops. Uh, the young farmer scheme uh, was paid to 4,400 uh, applicants, an average payment of 5,000. There was 1.8 million paid out in the National Reserve to about 900 National Reserve applicants, and the National Reserve entitlement was set at 154 euros and 64 cents. Uh, organics was the previous few days in J, almost 33 million to 3,215 farmers. And while on organics, there was uh, 1,200 applications uh, put in before last Friday's deadline. So that brings it up to about 5,200 applications. And then on a weekly basis, there is payments under BIS, uh, Chris, ANC and ECO. Uh, 33.6 million paid under BIS to bring it up to 800 million and about 116,000 farmers. 1.4 million paid in ANC bringing that up to 240 million and 96,882 farmers, about 2,000 farmers left to pay in ANC. And eco schemes, another 81 million uh, and about 111,500 farmers paid there, about 4,500 farmers left to pay in that. Yeah, so in fairness to the department and to Minister, I know there's a bit of annoyance about the uh, the co-op route in the acres and those uh, farmers not getting uh, paid on until the new year. But the rest of the schemes, and there are, there are a lot of them when you're talking about tillage and skin incentive, lime in, uh, beef welfare, skep, uh, organics, acres, all of these different ones, and then your, your basic payment in general. Um, to be getting all of the money out pre-Christmas, like for the vast, vast majority of people, unless there's an issue, it's not bad going. No, it's good, uh, NJ. Now, because we all are saying the department will acknowledge that as well, that it's a little solace maybe to the to the cohort that are waiting on payment. But uh, Minister McConnell has said, look at it, that he's he's uh, determined to keep uh, weekly pay runs going. And he's uh, in all of his press releases this week, he was advising farmers that if there's any outstanding information or if, the, if you've received a letter from the department, to please act on it because uh, that's uh, payment won't be made on where there's any queries or outstanding information wanted. So that's something that I suppose needs needs to be acted on. And look at long term MJ, uh my my thoughts on this are very clear uh after this year is that I think we need to get to a situation where if somebody hasn't got payment or is awaiting payment is there when they log on tag brood, that there's a reason there that they can see why mm. payment isn't there and maybe some sort of, a, a, say, timeline of when payment could be there because, as you say, there's text messages coming out this year for, that the payment has been made. Maybe the information isn't with it and I think, look at this, that's probably something we can tighten up on next year but, as you say, good to get, good to get those payments out and particularly this week, good to get payments across several schemes out this week and into farmers' bank accounts. Yeah, 100% there. And what you say about ag food is very, very reasonable there. And if you see the amount of tech that's been um, pushed into, say, the new ICBF app, for example, which is a very slick piece of kit, 
you would be imagining that what you're saying could be done on ag food very straightforwardly. Just speaking of the trade, Darren, before uh, I let you go, um, 2023, if we just are looking at, uh, at the cattle trade, an overview of it over the course of the last year, how would you describe it? How would you sum it up, Darren? I know, look, it's a, it's a long year and things go up and down from the start to the end. But in general, uh, cattlemen are happy? Yeah, well, I suppose look, the best way to look at it without going into too much depth is that uh, price has been, has been relatively good in Jay. And if you look across cattle or sheep, like price, say, beef hitting towards five euros a kilo, uh, lambs somewhere between 660 and 680 a kilo, it, good prices, but it's hard to believe that we'd be talking about uh, or talking about such prices and farmers not being in any better position than maybe two or three years ago. And that's simply because input costs have eroded all the gains that have been made. And like it, it's probably, there isn't too much room in prices to go, say, majorly higher that we could see input costs being covered. So really, I think for 2024, like the big hope is that input costs come back in line be, uh, and, and the prices stay where they are. If that happens, well, then we have a good chance of, of leaving, as you say, beef and sheep farmers and dairy farmers as well uh, until he's in a, in a better position of being able to uh, generate a positive margin. Uh, 2024 uh, then uh, Darren that's what everything always looks to at this time of the year outlooks for 2024 I was at the Chagas Beef Conference back um, what five six weeks ago now and uh, they had a speaker towards the end who um, a guy from the UK I can't think of his name off the top of my head but he gave um, a presentation on how he feels global demand for meat in general will be strong in 2024 Um, do you concur with that Darren? Yeah I think so and I think that Definitely for the first part of the year that the beef beef demand will be high. Uh, you're looking at the moment at, at tight supplies, good demand across Europe, good demand in the UK. And I think that that, say, strength in the beef trade will hold the sheep trade. It'll probably be a turbulent, turbulent say, a few months. We all see a bit of a lull in January. Uh, what probably will dictate it is how much New Zealand and Australian arm is coming onto the global market. And in turn, how China performs because a lot buys down to uh, even though it doesn't directly if they don't directly do business with us but if China buy up a lot of sheep meat from New Zealand Australia a lot of beef coming out of, out of there and Brazil well then it leaves supplies tighter all across the, the world but I think that uh, for the first half of the year things are things are looking up uh, on the sheep side you'll have Ramadan and Easter falling close enough uh, so you get a boost there at the end of February start to March uh, and as I say, I think beef beef supplies will be tight. I don't think there's many people feeding cattle this year with the high input costs. And I think that that will probably bode well for farming. Uh, any uh, word then on there before I let you go? Talking about input costs, I know we're talking about fertiliser coming back a little. The big one for a lot of farmers on the everyday basis is meal and concentrates and uh, whether or not there'll be any uh, pullback on them, especially coming into the springtime, calf rearing systems and, and whatnot. But uh, all in all, are we, we going to be looking roughly at, at the same kind of price and price points uh, over the next period of time? Yeah, I think we're probably going to be looking at a similar price point on the concentrate side. Maybe a small bit, maybe a small bit, say, of reduction, but I think that a lot of the reduction that has taken place is probably into the system. Uh, I, I don't know are we going to see a major pull back some of the merchants would say that they've already brought forward this uh, some of the imported uh, cost of grain is coming in at a higher price so I'm not sure whether there'll be there'll be huge room on, on that side 
definitely if you're looking to say where forward prices are at the moment and where straight prices is, there probably is a bit of room to pull it back. But whether that will materialise or whether you'll see a significant one, I think this uh, merchants will probably try and hold out where it is and, and sort of see it. And look at long term, I suppose, uh, the tillage farmers have had a very tough year and you wouldn't want, say, straight prices to to weaken too much more on that side. Uh, I suppose to keep the whole system balanced uh, and to keep, I suppose, maybe a bit of appetite or a bit of optimism or confidence they are going into next year because it's, on the Tilly side in particular, it's been a very, very challenging 12 months. And even the, even the recent months there, and looking forward to spring, we really need an early spring for crops to be got in. But also across livestock systems, an early spring would be welcome to alleviate any further concerns. Yeah, well, as I said at the start of the programme, Darren, when we look back on 2022, we want an early spring, but we don't want a dry February. Uh, if, we, if we get it from one March on, I think we'll be happy. Uh, that dry February last year, I don't think the year ever really recovered from it. And uh, it, was, it was one where we thought it was great at the time, but uh, we really, really had a tough year thereafter. It was definitely like, like as you say, we got it when we didn't really need it, uh, and and after that, like it was, it was fierce challenge. Like so, I think the first thing probably was what we're looking for is in, in January is a bit of a bit of fine weather to get alleviate some of the pressure on slurry tanks, mm. uh, and then say as you say from first to March on to really I suppose maybe alleviate the pressure on forage costs, but more so to allow farmers to pull back input costs and get animals out. Yeah, now you said it. Uh, Darren, I'll say many thanks. Look, you've joined me plenty here over 2023. We'll say happy Christmas to you and uh, many thanks for joining me. We'll speak to you again in the new year. Thanks very much, Jim Jett. Uh, Darren Carty there from the Irish Farmers Journal and look a great roundup on all of those different areas. So good news uh, on the majority of those schemes. If there is an issue or if there's something outstanding, then there might be a delay. But uh, a lot of those schemes should be hitting your bank account this week uh, and obviously a uh, majority of the uh, not the majority actually all of the look BIS Chris eco schemes it's hard to remember what they're all called that's your basic payment uh, that should be in your account at this stage um, there was a forward payment back in October and a balancing payment in December so if that hasn't happened uh, contact the uh, department to find out what is happening now after the break we're going to be talking to Leishman Owen Lowry from Bank of Ireland about a new product which they are running if you are farming in a more environmentally friendly manner. So we're going to hear all about that in just a moment. Country Life on Midlands 103. Brought to you by W. Orshaw Burlington Business Park Tullamore. Supplier of New Holland's tractors in the Midlands. Worshaw.ie. And you're very welcome back to Country Life here on Midlands 103. Now we are moving on to the area of uh, finance and indeed economics. We have Leishman Owen Lowry from Bank of Ireland on the line. Owen, many thanks for taking my call this evening. Uh, evening, MJ. Uh, Owen, uh, when, when are you finish up for Christmas? Are you uh, working the week? Have things started slowing down for you? Or are you still flat out now in advance of no. uh, of the break? I wish, MJ, it looks like we'll be working till till Friday anyway. Um, no, it's a very busy time of year for us. You know, a lot of a lot of requests for, for finance, uh, particularly at the back quarter of the year. So it's going to be flat out till the end, I think. Yeah, uh, like 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 a lot of people, to be honest with you, especially the way Christmas has yeah. fallen, this week is, is a busy one for the the majority of individuals. Uh, Owen, I came across this, I think it was last week, it was on the RT website, EnviroFlex it was called, and uh, it's a product you are offering. It's more down south of the country, but it has interesting connotations. Will you just uh, tell us a little bit about it, please? 
Yeah, MJ, I suppose it's an interesting concept. Um, it's the first of its kind uh, for for uh, farmers in Europe. Um, it's where Bank of Ireland has brought uh, a new mar- product to the market. But essentially what it is, is if farmers are doing uh, sustainable actions on their farms, such as, you know, planting um, multi-species swords or using protected u- urea, and they're part of a sustainability program with their co-op, um, we will provide them or reward them, I suppose, with a discounted loan uh, because they're on their journey to net zero, which is what the sector is trying to do over the next 10 or 15 years. So I suppose essentially we've launched it with Kerry Group down in the south um, and as we will roll it out then in 2024 across to, to other co-ops um, and agri-processors uh, in 2024. And what deal are these farmers getting then on? What's the interest rate on this finance versus your standard, for example? Yeah, so like our standard rate at the moment there for, for um, you know, levels, you know, 50, 60, 70,000 up to 100,000 um, are generally in around 6, 7%, depending on whether it's secured or unsecured. But this product is at 5%. So it's at a discount oh. of 1 or 2% to the standard rate products, which is, it's very significant given the interest rate environment that we're now in. Yeah, no, no, that's a, that's a lot. I didn't expect you to say it was down that low. Um, it does go to show that there is a big push from this from industry, uh, from, as you say, the co-ops, from all of the, the powers that be, if you will, the, the, uh, the uh, bodies involved in agriculture. And as you say, we're heading towards a, a net zero landscape. That's the plan by 2050. So it, it is where farmers need need to be looking. Um, is, do you expect it to take off? On do you expect the farmers to get involved with this and to say, yeah, look, we're going to do this to to achieve these lower interest rates? Yeah, well, like I think farmers sometimes come in for some bad press, but farmers in general are doing and want to do the right thing for their farm and for the sector. So farmers always respond to policy first and foremost and if policy is there and the policy direction at the moment is to reduce greenhouse gas emissions um, and they know I suppose the industry knows what steps it needs to take and the actions on farm that they need to take and I suppose what we want to do as a bank is to support farmers in taking those actions so if it is additional slurry storage or if it's using the right uh, type of fertilizer or um, the different types of genetic genetics in animals. I suppose we want to make sure that those farmers that are taking the right steps are rewarded. So, um, and for us, it's important as well because the more um, you know loans that we can put into a green bucket, essentially, um, the, the the happier our investors are, and um, the powers that be, I suppose, within the bank, because you know it's very important that the sector continues to have finance flowing to it as well as it transitions to a, to a net zero um, sector. Yeah, well, absolutely. It's, it's the key to it all, Owen. And uh, the, just speaking, speaking of loans and speaking of uh, repayment capacity, the Chagas Income Survey featured here in the programme a few weeks ago, and look, I have been speaking about it uh, since in one way, shape or other. Uh, dairy incomes down 60% on last year. Tillage incomes as well. Uh, Darren Carty from the Farmer's Journal, your old colleague, was just on with me there, and he's talking about how, what a tough year it was for tillage. Uh, with those incomes down by that uh, huge level in both of those big areas, uh, how have you seen income repayment capacity uh, this year? Are farmers struggling a little bit? Uh, have loans had to be renegotiated? Well, yeah, so so the loans are performing um, and we haven't seen any um, 
the requests for restructuring um, or, or things like that. I suppose the important piece to remember, yes, and acknowledge that they're significantly back on 2022, but we must remember that 2022 was a record year in terms of output prices across the main commodities of dairy, beef and tillage, um, along with record input prices. But, but profitability in 2022 was very, very strong on farms. Um, so, when, but as a bank and when we're looking and providing loans to farmers, we don't just take one single year into, into perspective. We look at the long-term view. Um, so we would be very comfortable at, um, you know, despite income levels falling in 2023, um, that farmers in general are well-placed to continue to pay, repay those loans. Now, there will always be situations where farmers may have run a little bit tight on cash, um, particularly if they've had to pay high tax bills because of the high uh, profits in 2022. And we're seeing a little bit of an uptick on that. So I suppose what we've, we've provided is um, tax loans um, for farmers so that if they wanted to spread the cost of those tax, the, the, the tax that they owe over 11 months, they can do so, particularly if they're in a dairy situation and not um, incorporated into a company. You know they have the cash flows coming in over the eleven months, um, but but in general, um, you know uh, it it is taking that long term view on a loan. Um, you know we are seeing that you know farmers, I suppose, deposit rates are still holding up. Now they are starting to eat into those cash reserves, um, particularly for people who have maybe bought some machinery or built some animal housing or a slurry tank out of cash flow. I suppose what we've seen is a bit of an uptick on, on farmers looking for to finance those now at this stage, which would be more prudent, I suppose, to put them out over the lifetime of the asset, maybe at seven or ten years, for example, and free up the cash again. So seeing a little bit of, uh, of request for that. Uh, finally, on interest rates for 2024, where do you see them going? Yeah, I think it's it's a very topical issue at the moment. We've seen interest rates at, at European level uh, rise significantly over the last, you know, 12, 18 months. Um, uh, however, I suppose what that translates to in terms of our funding and interest rates is because of our unique funding model where we would take, you know, um, obviously the markets where we get the money in Europe plus our, you know, our own funds coming from our depositors. Um, you know, we've seen interest rates probably rise in in or around one percent. Um, all indications at the moment coming from the European Union and the European Commission is that, and the ECB is that, um, you know, we're probably getting towards the the height of the interest rate rises. So, what I would probably say is, we'll see more stabilisation in 2024, and we might start to see, and hopefully, start to see those 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 rates level out. Yeah, fingers crossed. I think everyone's on the same page there. Owen, I'll say many thanks for joining me here. Uh, hopefully uh, you have a nice, uh, enjoyable Christmas, relaxing uh, time, and we will speak to you again in 2024. That's great. Thanks, thanks MJ, and happy Christmas to you. Uh, Owen Lowry there from Bank of Ireland. And uh, isn't that the news that we want? Fingers crossed it occurs. Interest rates will level out in 2024. And it is good news to hear that uh, farmers aren't um, doing too much restructuring yet in relation to loans over the last couple of years. What Owen was saying about extending them over the lifetime of the asset, maybe that uh, seven or eight years. Usually things are got over eight years because you can appreciate it over that uh 
uh, for your capital expenditure. Um, look, that's uh, that's very reasonable. But um, the other point of it was 2022 was such a good year for certain sectors. Uh, that's hard to compare with it. So fingers crossed, as I said, 2024, we want an early spring, not too early, but uh, we want it to come and come right. And uh, then uh, a good year uh, with lots and lots of grass growth. That's what we all need. Uh, as opposed to 2023. Now, moving on to an ad break. And after the break, PJ Lynham from the Tullamore Tractor Run is going to join me here in studio. The annual run is taking place next week. It's a great charitable event. We're going to hear all about it in just a moment. So stay tuned. Country Life on Midlands 103. Brought to you by W. Orshaw Burlington Business Park Tullamore. Supplier of New Holland's tractors in the Midlands. Worshaw.ie. And you're very welcome back to Country Life here on Midlands 103. It's the time of the year when uh, a man from just around the corner pops in and he says hello to me and it is PJ Lynham uh, from uh, PJ Lynham Parts Centre in the Tanyar Tullamore. PJ, many thanks for popping in and having a chat with me this evening. Thanks for having me, MJ. Great to see you again. Uh, well, look, it's a quick year, uh, PJ. It's literally this evening last year you were in talking to me about the annual Tullamore tractor run. We're going to chat about it in a moment, but you handed me a, a calendar uh, from your business, your part centre, and I'll chat about that in a moment. But you have a 1080 Massey Ferguson here, and it looks like it's after coming straight out of a factory. Uh, what's the background of this, uh, PJ? Tell well, me. Well, it came straight out of the little factory in Ballybroad or Doro. It has been there for the last two years. Uh, it was given to me by the late Joe Grogan, and uh, the poor man passed away there at last in, in last uh, March or April, I think. And um, he gave me that tractor about two, two and a half years ago for me to do it up. It was one of the models that I really, really wanted. Uh, I put a lot of work into it. And thank God, Joe did see it finished. And he was at the tractor run last year. And tell me, PJ, I'm looking at this. And as I said, uh, looks literally brand new. Uh, man hours, roughly, what would you have been talking about to get this back up and running and to get it into position that it's in now? Well, as I said, it was at two years. So you're talking about maybe an hour every day. So mm. <laughs> I suppose that's the only way you could calculate that. Mm. But, it, you know, you have to, it's a huge incentive, so it was for me. And it's, it's not a very popular model. So it's lovely to bring it to shows where something unique like that. Mm, I'm not familiar with them at all, 1080, actually. I don't, I've never seen one. Uh, you can see the badge here in the front of it, and uh, you're used to your standard Massey uh, models, but uh, but not this one. Uh, speaking, PJ, of your, your business, your, your tractor business, as it says here on your calendar, supplier of Massey Ferguson, Perkins, Ford, JCB, Agricultural Parts. You're what I call a, uh, a motor factors, but you're a tractor factors. Uh, people would say the way it's gone now with all these modern tractors, uh, that everything is hooking a laptop into them and popping on a few buttons and seeing what's wrong with it. But you're the old school and I'm sure as a result of that there's an awful lot of tractors that only you have parts for. Well, that's true. I mean, I started in this game when I was about 15 years of age. Started my own business in 1985 at 25. So you could say close to 40 years dealing with people, dealing with farmers and dealing with people in trouble. Um, of course, that, that 100 series tractors is still remaining today. A lot of people still use them and a lot of people use those tractors now. All those classic tractors, the Ford and, and Massey, around the yard through the winter because they're very economical and uh, very easy on fuel. Yeah, and that's one of the big ones now. PJ, we are talking about the Tullamore tractor run. Uh, just tell us uh, what day you're on first and then you can tell me about the particulars and we'll let you uh, chat to the listeners. Yeah, well, first, first of all, now we're... The Tullamore Tractor Run is in aid of Doka's Offaly Cancer Support Group and it's on Thursday uh, the 28th of December. 
So it's our 16th annual tractor run. So all vintage and classic tractors, cars, lorries and motorbikes are all welcome to this tractor run. There will be a few rare tractors on display at this year's. Something of interest to all the tractor enthusiasts. Last year, we had one of the biggest tractor runs ever. It was a massive run, um, you know, out with all sizes of tractors and cars. And there was over 70 lorries that came as well. And uh, we're expecting, we're even expecting a, uh, even a bigger run this year. It has become one great family morning outing as well. It's a spectacular event. We are delighted to see so many participants that come over, uh, come from all over the country, basically, and, uh, and to support this great cause of ours. Excuse me, uh, PJ, the way uh, Christmas is falling this year on uh, the uh, the 25th, obviously, but uh, earlier in the week and you have a Thursday 28th, it's falling very nicely for the tractor run. It's just right right in the middle. It's not too close. Uh, and yet people are going to want to get out and about those few days later. Well, I think that's the one positive thing about the date is that it, there's nothing else going on around the Christmas or just thereafter. And people love to take out their tractors, you know and do them up, polish them, and bring them to a show. And we offer that. And not alone are we offering that. It's a great uh, opportunity uh, to, to give money to charity. So all our drivers uh, will be asked to register on the morning. And uh, the entry fees is €25, Euros, which entitles them to a breakfast roll, compliments of John Levy Centre in Henry Street. And that would be served with tea and coffee by Our Ladies Committee there in the Old Harbour Bar. And, of course, if you're not a driver or taking part, in the run, you can still donate. There will be uh, collection points around the area, and you can also donate online uh, or pay or uh, and your entry fee online. Where uh, we have a fabulous website set up, set up by uh, one of our own committee members now, Nikolai Zinov, and uh, he he has set this up a couple of years ago and is running very very well. It's easy to run, or easy to to, to use, and it includes a lot of old photographs or photographs from the last number of years, and a lot, lots of information about the event all on site. So go online to www.tullamoretractorun.com. And uh, PJ, we're just coming, we're coming tight on time, so I'll just give you one word. Usually you have a, an auction then in, in the, uh, the evening part of it, because festivities can run on a little bit at this time of the year. Uh, presumably you have an auction this year as well, do you? Indeed we do. Uh, they, 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 they certainly don't forget about the big, the big auction on the Old Harbour Bar that night. And Mr. Uh, Gordon um, uh, Cobb is our auctioneer. And uh, there'll be many, many items for sale on the night. All-Ireland football tickets, hurling tickets, Six Nation rugby tickets. And there's even a pair of tickets for Bruce Springsteen concert in Kilkenny, along with many other items. This is always a great night. The old Harbour Bar is always with, with great atmosphere there when the spirits are high and great music. Last year, the auction sold over €20,000 um, uh, worth of items. And uh, we had a very successful hamper recently as well. And uh, Dokas, and I just want to say one little thing about uh, you yeah, have about 30 seconds, PJ, oh, so far away. Right. <laughs> anyway, the, the, the Dokas, uh, they're, uh, they're uh, one of the reasons only that is to raise money. One of the main reasons here is to raise, raise funds for Dokas Offaly Cancer Support Group here in Tullamore. They provide a very important, high-quality, holistic services throughout the Midlands and beyond for the cancer patients and, uh, and 
families. Yeah, absolutely. So. You're, you're raising money for a fantastic cause. PJ, I'm going to say many thanks for uh, popping in and for joining me here in studio. Uh, as PJ said, it is the Tullamore Tractor Run is taking place on Thursday, the 28th of December here in Tullamore. And it is an extravaganza is all it can be described as at this stage. And great uh, causes being uh, uh, raised money for. Uh, that is it for this evening's programme. Thank PJ for popping into the studio here to me. also want to thank Owen Lowry from Bank of Ireland who spoke to me uh, uh, earlier in the programme. Stephen Arthur from the IFA was to be speaking to me earlier but uh, we just couldn't get Stephen on the line with Darren Carty from the Farmer's Journal and also we have a winner of our moo call. It is Oliver Dalton from County Westmead who answered the question correctly. So well done, Oliver. We have a moo call winging its way to you. And uh, that is it for this evening's programme, folks. And that's it for 2023. I want to thank you all for joining me over the course of the last 12 months. We're off next week and we'll be back in two weeks' time. So we'll say uh, have a good Christmas and have a happy new year. We'll speak to you in a fortnight. Good night and God bless. Country Life on Midlands 103. Brought to you by W. Orshaw Burlington Business Park Tullamore. Supplier of New Holland's tractors in the Midlands. W.